Welcome to the Contractor Success Map Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Hart, and I'm an expert on how you can get the most out of your contracting company. The reason I designed this show is to help you turn your contracting company from a people-dependent money pit into a process-dependent cash cow to have the freedom you dreamed of when you start your business. Every Friday, we're releasing podcasts with information to help you get the most out of your contracting company. Be sure to join us at www.contractorsuccessmap.com and subscribe to receive our latest articles and special offers. And the best part, it's all free, just for you. Hello, this is Randall again, and this is part two of the Contractor Success Map podcast interview with Tom Reber of the Contractor Fight. Hope you enjoy it. We, we, we had a guy, mm-hmm. we had a guy uh, who's, who's stellar member right now who joined in 2015 and then he quit and, and he was like, somebody asked him on, it was social media again. They said, you know, what do you think about the CSA group? And he's like, yeah, it didn't work for me. And then he went on to say that I didn't do the work. Ah. I just wasn't in a place where I wanted to do the ah. work. I didn't want to get uncomfortable. And then a year and a half later, he joined again and he's kicking butt. Okay. But our, our thing is this, like if you, if we have an inactive member, meaning, um, if I don't see your name showing up on our webinars, if I don't see you engaging in the Facebook group and, and signing up for our accountability list each week with other members, um, me or one of my other partners or, or a couple of our other team members are literally going to, to call you up. Um, in fact, my partner, Steve did this. Uh, it was so funny. He calls this guy up and he goes, he goes, Hey, Hey, Randall, uh, where do I send your check? <laughs> and, 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 and the guy goes, what are you talking about? He goes, well, you've been in the group for three months now and you ain't doing shit. So I figure I might as well just send you your money back. Oh, that's powerful. And he's like, he's like, well, no, no, I can't make the live calls. I always catch the recordings. And he's like, you know, and it turns out that he was just obviously more of an introverted guy. And, and which is mm-hmm. fine. I get that. But it, uh, you succeeding means more than 500 bucks a month to us. Yes. Because I truly believe that when like what I'm seeing now is amazing. We've had members that have been in since day one in 2015 and you reach a point and you probably, you've seen this in your own personal development. You reach a point where you just go, I don't know what else I'm going to learn. I don't know how I'm going to get any better. But then because you surround yourself with winners who think at a different level, because you keep putting yourself, exposing yourself to higher thinking and because becoming because getting uncomfortable has become a habit for you your ceiling your ceiling then raises a little more and it raises a little more i'm seeing guys sell at a way uh derek johnson he's a he's a landscape uh guy and a um and a water feature guy down in nashville in fact going down there in another week or so we have a little event down there and um this this was this was hilarious. Derek's on the phone with this customer, and he's become such a master. So listen, Randall, there's like the steps to doing things, and then there's mastery. Right. So anyone can implement the steps. Mm-hmm. But where Derek has taken it, because he's truly become a, 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 a just a student of the game of like human beings and psychology and how to connect and build rapport and things like that. He's on the phone with this this lady, and and he goes. Yeah, you know, it's like a fifteen thousand dollar water feature he was gonna put in, or his consult fee was five hundred bucks. And um and and when he when he brought it up and and at the end of the conversation, she goes, Well, what's the five hundred dollars for? And he goes, uh, I'm paraphrasing, I took a screenshot of it and I can't find it right now. He goes, 
Well, that's basically for me to come out there and convince you to spend 15000 Oh, Oh, this guy's my hero. I love this. But he, but he had, and then she kind of chuckled. She chuckled, and he goes, so, you know, you could, he, he says, or you could just write me a deposit check when I come out there for half, and we'll get you on the schedule. She goes, all right, let's do it. And so, but Derek, like, listen, you, you can't just jump to no. that. He had built such a relationship in 15, 20 minutes on the telephone with this person who had sent him pictures and they had this connection going and because he wasn't pouncing all over the sale like most of us do well, I'll give you an example of that here's a squirrel moment for me but if a customer goes yeah the last guy we left a mess we typically jump all over that we never leave a mess we cover and protect things and we always this and blah 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 and you're like a chatty Kathy doll that won't shut up about telling them how great you are instead do the opposite of pounce you go and I, I had a I had a guy who said that to me. He's like, you know, yeah, the last guy, my wife had to clean up after him every day for a week. Mm. And he goes, and I was out of town on a business trip. And I said, man, what was the vibe like on the phone calls every night when you called your oh, wife? You know. Okay, so you dig, you dig a little deeper. You dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, it wasn't a phone call I was looking forward to each night. And I'm like, yeah, I imagine I imagine that really affected the vibe in the home, huh? And then he went on, he went on, he went on. And a couple minutes later, I, Randall, I said to the guy, I said, well, listen, um, if I wrote into the contract that if your wife had to spend one minute cleaning up, that the whole job was free, what would happen then? Wow. And I shut my mouth and he says, <laughs> he goes, he goes, you're telling me if my wife spends one minute cleaning up after you guys, the job's free. It was fifteen twenty thousand dollars project. I said, 100%. He goes, let's do it. Because he didn't give a shit about the money. He didn't care about the paint job. What did he care about? Peace and harmony at home. Happy wife, happy life. Bingo. Bingo. And when you can connect with people on that level and really understand why they buy, because they don't buy for my reasons. I want you to buy for my reasons, Randall. It's November and I'm broke and my phone's not ringing. I want you to buy this paint job now because I need money and that's my mm-hmm. reason. You don't care about my reasons. You have your reasons. That's right. Okay. And so when you connect with people's reasons for buying, which are always rooted in pain or pleasure, right. Okay, you're going to weed out and you're going to save yourself a lot of time. So let me let me give you an example here Um, because I'm just I'm just going back to the data. Let me go back. We had um, we had our one guy here this year. He's got four hundred and eighty one leads come in. And so we found that, you know, when I, I was I was a painting contractor, did thousands of projects over the years. I've worked with landscapers and remodelers and we got all these types of guys in our group. When you kind of pool us all together and go, okay, what's the average amount of time you spend on an estimate? It's usually around four hours of your life. Okay. So just picture this. You take the call. You schedule the appointment. You drive your butt out there. um, You stand in front of them for half an hour, hour, hour and a half. You tell them how great you are. You have some conversation. You have a cup of coffee. You walk around with your little notepad and you take your top secret notes, you know, <laughs> on, and then that, then you say to them, you know, I got to go work it up. 
Or maybe you're really advanced and you push a button and it emails it to them while you're standing there. That's great, too. But then they tell you, oh, we need to think about it. And we're getting some other bids. And then you follow up with them. And then they hide from you. And they you follow up again. And they hide. And this goes on. And you condense it all into, say, four hours of your life. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay? Is, is that That's fair? That's very fair. We on the same page? Yep. With that? Okay. So let me take the 481 leads that he's had through the end of uh, through today literally today in november times four that's 1924 hours yep of estimating time Mm -hmm. divided by 40 hours in a week that's 48 weeks of time that's right all right so check this out instead he had 481 phone calls that on average are about 15 minutes, which is 7,200 minutes or so divided by 60 minutes in an hour. He spent 120 hours on the phone. I like it. And not, not driving around. Mm-hmm. All right. So if I take, if I take 1,924 minus 120 hours, He saved himself 1,800 hours, which is the equivalent of 45 weeks of his time. And and this is is just one way that we use the data to help guys see, like, dude, instead of you, I mean, what do we all say? I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I don't have time to work my procedures. I don't have enough time to train my guys. I don't have enough time to do networking. I don't have, you know, whatever to write a blog, to shoot a video. You know why? Because you're running around like a moron tap dancing for everybody that you think is your client. Right. Oh, this is so true. Okay. All right. So now check this out. It gets mm-hmm. better. So we've spent 120 hours on the phone to sell 91 jobs. Now, if I take what he sold, it's 720000 and change. So I'll round it to 720 okay. Divided by 120 hours. Every hour he spends on the phone, he sells $6,000. Oh, hang on a minute. The, the acoustics are going crazy again. I thought you said that his time on the phones were 6000 an hour. Is that what you said? For every mm-hmm. hour, if you just average the, average the time he spent on mm-hmm. the phone with the revenue he sold, he sells about $6,000 per hour that he spends on the telephone. Hmm. Now, that would make more sense than actually banging nails, pulling pipe, yanking rope, uh, electricians, you know, bending pipe. Um, What an interesting concept. No matter how fast a a contractor is, I know a lot of contractors are very fast with what they do. You know, pouring concrete, uh, pipe, electrical, it doesn't matter. Painting, no matter how fast they are, they cannot make six thousand dollars in an hour so you're suggesting put their time into marketing and strategy is that right i am i'm 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 really proposing making sure that you spend your time hitting in the right nail every day okay like you you can't hit all the nails in so you better hit the right one oh absolutely and and so this is um but this is a mind shift because I remember there was a time in my business, you know, I had, oh, depending on the month, between 50 and 90 leads a month coming in. Okay. Okay. And I remember literally saying to my partner one day, hey, it's just a numbers game. If I could just get in front of more people, we'll sell more work. <laughs> we'll sell more you revenue. Get this. Okay. And, and 
all right, let's let's take the commercial guys aside for a minute, right? Because in some ways in the commercial world, that just is what it is, right? You, you got a guy who's an estimator. He's sitting there reading plans, and he's churning out bids, okay? So I get that. So move that aside. Let's just talk basically the residential mm-hmm. dude, okay? It is not a numbers nope. game. It is a you need to spend your best time, your best energy standing in front of somebody, um, standing in front of the right people. And when you do that, like in the case here, this guy has freed up 45 weeks of his year to work on other things. And coincidentally, he sold 60% of his company to his two top employees. Wow. Because he's profitable. He's profitable as shit. And they wanted in on it. And coincidentally, Randall, this guy doesn't have turnover problem and he doesn't have a hard time finding and keeping people. Why? Because he has time to spend it developing himself as a leader. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And, and building a better culture and not freaking running around tap dancing with everybody who wants, you know, free estimate and your free time and your free knowledge. And so kind of back to what you asked me in the beginning, what the contractor fight is about. It's about reclaiming your dignity and seeing that you have value to offer and not everyone gets it. Not everyone gets a piece of you. Okay. Um, it's, you know, I'm a Marine, man. So it's like the few, the Mm -hmm. proud. Like, I, I want to win in my business with the right few, not the wrong many. Oh, that is so true. And yes, so, yes. So another byproduct of this is when we're teaching guys how to have these conversations over the phone, you're seeing their average job size go up generally because they're talking to the right people. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're bracketing different scenarios. Hey, I could come out and I can, I can paint just the, you know, I could come out and blow your mind and skim coat all the walls, even though they didn't ask for that. Hey, we could skim coat all the imperfections, prime everything, paint the walls, the ceiling, the trim, the doors. We could do an accent wall. We could do a decorative finish here. And that room's going to be, I don't know, 12 to 14,000 bucks, Randall. Or I can just come in and put two coats of, you know, high quality Benjamin Moore paint on the walls for you for seven, 800. Which conversation do you want to have? When normally I would have sold that room for five. 500 bucks for the walls, but because I bracketed and had an anchor in there, now the seven to 800 is a deal. And then the cool thing is now I can go out there, make, say I'm making 700 bucks. I just raised my average job size by $200. So not only did my gross profit go through the roof, but more importantly, I can spend the time. I can train my people to spend the time with them and build a better relationship, deliver a better experience bring in the garbage cans, help move a piece of furniture. So now I'm helpful to them. Mm-hmm. I'm not just in and out as a cheap painter. And when you deliver a better experience, cause that's what you should do with that additional money and that additional profit is you should reinvest it into training your people. Right. And now you can, uh, you can pay your people and keep your people and they don't leave and, and go work for someone else. Cause they're always chasing another buck. Okay. That's the, that's the goal here. It's it's to reclaim our dignity in all those areas, not just us as owners, but the guys that work for you too. Oh, Tom, that is so true. That is so. You know. Well, you you probably see this a lot because you're working the numbers all the time. But how many times do you have a contractor say to you, "I'm going to hire a sales guy because I want to grow my business"? Too often. They 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 think that, and I hear it now, and the re, it's fresh on my mind. I'm probably going to do a video on it here in the, this next week here. Um, I got this this message from this guy, he's like, yeah, my phone's not ringing. I don't have any work. I'm going to hire a sales guy. Oh no. Okay. Okay. And I'm like, so 
there's there's many many reasons that that's you know probably not a good mm-hmm. idea. Right. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's a few <laughs> guys, but guys do this, and, and we do it. And in fact, you know, I I think I did it too. If I'm honest with myself, looking back, I'm like, yeah, I think I did it too. But we do it because our sales are low. Or there's no work on the board. We can't pay our bills. We want to grow the business. Whatever your reason is to want to hire a salesperson. And and so then you go, okay, let's just make it really simple. Let's say your company normally gets a 50% gross profit on your work. So if you sell 100, if this guy goes out and sells another 100 grand, hey, you're going to keep 50 grand of gross profit money. Right. And you go, man, that's a win. Okay. Sell 200 grand. I'm going to keep 100,000. Okay. But here's the problem. Here's right. the problem. What... What are you paying them? Bingo. Okay. All right. So whether whether you have a salary or 100% commission, whatever that is, I'm not going to get into that now. But let's just say it ends up being about 10% of sales. Mm-hmm. That means it's going to be about 20% of that gross profit That's money. Right. Okay. In fact, I have it. Where the heck is it? I got it on my board written here somewhere. Anyway, so so what's uh, 20% of that 50000 would be what, 10 grand? Okay, so that's 40,000 bucks instead of that. But the other thing is what does it cost you to get the additional leads? There you go. Because because you as the if you're the main guy in your company selling, you still have to bring in the leads you were doing and produce and sell at the rate you were already doing. Right? Right? To to um to make it worthwhile because if that goes away, if you just turn around and give all those leads to your guy, you haven't grown your business. You've just increased your expenses. That's correct. And so, and then, then this always happened. I remember when I've hired salespeople, 100% of the time, Randall, some of my time, effort, and focus, and best energy goes to training that guy. And then I usually don't sell as much as I normally right. sell. So you factor all these things in together, and and guys go, I just, you know, I, I need to sell more. I need to sell more. And I'm like, well, that might be the case. But what if we? What if we found a way to increase your average job size by, I don't know, two to five percent? And what if we could raise your gross profit two to five percent? Mm-hmm. And what if we could cut your overhead five percent? Okay, if you do that, that's going to be way more than that fifty grand that you thought you were keeping initially. I guarantee you. And that's how we've been able to help people, not just on the sales side in our academy, but you know, some of the workshops I do, I, you know, I do some workshops, we do some events. We got a contractor revolution event coming up in York, Pennsylvania in February that'll blow your face off. So it's not just our sales, Kenny, but these are the types of things that we can help a guy really understand what's going on in the business, make sure he's spending his time hitting that right nail in. And that's how people are able to have, you know, literally a hundred thousand dollars swing in profit in a year because they're, they're hitting things from all these different, I mean, Randall, think of this. If you're cutting your time estimating, you're only standing in front of the right people. You've, you're, you're, you know, doing what my buddy did here. It didn't spend 45 weeks of his year running around. He developed his team, got them the training and the coaching that they needed. And then on the back end, he's carrying a light pack on his overhead. He's making sure that he's only bringing crap he really needs for the journey of building this business. Right. He's met learning how to measure his people. They're finding a way to raise their gross profit. Um, they're teaching their people to upsell. You throw all these things in the, in the, I don't know, the magic box. I don't know, whatever that means. That's a stupid analogy. Okay, but you throw all this stuff in this thing. You shake it up, and poof, out comes a lot more profit without you even doing that much more revenue. 
Oh, that is so true. That is so absolutely true. Yep. Well, one of the reasons people have such a hard time with salespeople mm-hmm. is um, they they fail, not the salesperson, but the business owner, fails to get clarity around what they really right. want. Um, and this is king. Clarity is king in everything you're going to do in your business. So, you know, um, before you go, I need to increase sales, so I'm going to hire a salesperson. Get clarity and go, is it really that I want to increase sales or do I want to increase profit? Okay. Okay. So, so not everything. So, so again, back to the problem with salespeople and listen, I, I know a lot of great salespeople. There are a lot of great salespeople in our group and out out of our group Mm -hmm. as well. There's a lot of people out there that really care and they're busting their ass and they're trying to get better. Um, but what I see is most salespeople come into an organization in the trades with the mindset of being an order taker. Right. Like, like you're going to feed me leads and then I'm going to go out. I mean, but like, listen, man, let's, let's talk about the average painting contractor here for a minute, just since it's, I know it mm-hmm. the best cause I've yep. lived it. If my average job is five grand and my average gross profit is 50%, that's 2,500 mm-hmm. bucks. What percentage of gross profit am I going to give that guy? 10? <laughs> Okay. Right. Okay. So, so he's going to, he's going to schlep around for 250 bucks. That's not a game changing income for a sales guy. No. All right. And so, so like, so then you go, well, I'm going to up it and give him more of a percentage. Well, then you've just cut into all the profit of the business. And the only way to, only way to make money is to feed the beast. And that's to have like 10,000 leads a year. That's right. You know? And, and so that's where guys you got to get that clarity. Like, why do I want a salesperson? You know, well, I want to increase my profit. Well, how much more profit do you want? Well, you know, I'd like to pay myself another 20 grand a year. And then I'd like to have 50 grand in the bank at the end of the year above and beyond everything else. Okay. Let's start with that. Cause that's only 70 grand right there, baby. Now we're talking. Now we're cooking gas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's only 70 mm-hmm. grand where, where you want to keep 70 grand. You're going to have to do another 700 grand in sales. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's let's get clarity on on what we really want. And then if you do hire a salesperson, um, you know, I know this wasn't like the total topic of what we talked about today with this salespeople, but like you, you've got to give them they, they got to generate their own leads and relationships. They've they've got to network and they they got to be hunters and farmers and and be willing to do that. And that's if you're going to give them a salary, that's what the salary is for. The salary is to build those relationships and to go hunt and farm. Um, but if you're just handing them leads, then go 100% commission mm-hmm. based on gross profit, not on the gross sale, because then they'll just sell it at whatever they right. want. Right. Okay. So there's a lot of different ways this, but but my whole point here is get clarity. Like I, I have a guy that we work with um, and he's in the landscape industry in Michigan. He hired a, a, a girl right out of college to... Um, because he got clarity. He's like, I need more leads and I want these leads to come from more relationships because relationships has been the best thing we've ever done in our business. It's where most of our best work comes from because he knows sure. his numbers. He he knows these things. So he went out and hired her and she's basically a business development person. Her job is to be the face of the company in the community. Mm, okay, okay. And she has, she and she, and she basically has, um, there's there's one main metric that's going to tell us whether or not she's doing her job. And here's what it is. After one year, did she 
her efforts generate $100,000 of sales because he's going to be with her for a year. She's right out of college. He's going to be about 50 grand all in. And he's like, okay, so at a minimum, that's added overhead and a minimum of 50% gross profit. That puts it at 100 grand of sales. Now, she's not selling the jobs yet. She doesn't know how yet. But she's out there building relationships with, you know, influencers and the community and all this other stuff. And she's already generated, you know, uh, you know, a couple chunks of money, you know, for the business based on that. So it's a long term play. And he, but here's the key, man. He, he can afford this because he's been making a profit for a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Like he has the money, he has the profit to invest back into the business, back into people. He put her in our sales academy. He's sending her to industry events. He's having her do accountability calls. He's gotten her other coaching. He's putting even more money really than the 50 grand into this thing. And he's going, okay, at the end of a year, the he's defining the outcome he needs in order for him to feel good about it. I just need to have this amount of money. I need to break even on her position after one year. Okay, so guys, you got to get clarity on why you're hiring people, what you want from people. Don't just throw them to the wolves and then fire them when they're not, quote unquote, doing their job that you never, you know, took the time to identify. So that uh, that was another squirrel moment. That makes sense. The other hand, what you're describing here, it it kind of is a salesperson, but that person is actually bringing value because they're, they're bringing such value in relationships and you're so right. I'm, I'm excited. Well, listen, even, even those that are those business development people that aren't necessarily quote unquote, an official salesperson, they can, they can develop their skills because, uh, I have another guy who's in our group. He said, yeah, I just hired this guy. He moved him from the field to being a business development mm-hmm. guy because he's just not, he just wasn't a good fit in the sure. field, whatever. Um, and, and he goes, he just the other day, he goes, yeah, we went to this event and we sit at this table, it's this luncheon and it's kind of a higher end thing. And this, this guy asks, uh, his employee, he goes, so what do you, what do you guys do? And he says, and my guy did nothing but vomit on this guy for oh, 10 no. minutes about how great we were as a company. And he's like the whole, t- and I'm, he's like, I'm across the tables like too far away and I can't kick him. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so he's like. He's like, it's just reminding me of how, you know, we're, 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 we're teaching people how to really, um, really be good listeners, really be a student of other human beings. And when you can be a good student of human beings, whether you're selling stuff, something, whether you're, whether it's a foreman out in the job site and because he's in your environment, your culture, and it's a culture where, you know, we don't you know, barf all our stuff all over everybody, but we seek to understand, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, Hey, what's important. Like, like a question we used to train my crew leaders, they'd walk in, Hey, I know you met with Tom and I have the scope of work here and blah, blah, blah. And I'm really excited. I'm going to walk through here in a minute with you and just kind of get, make sure we're on the same page. But like, you know, Mrs. Jones, what's the worst possible thing that could happen with us here at your house? Okay. And then he'd just shut up. And you know what's so funny? Sometimes he'd get stuff that I never got as the sales guy. Oh, really? Okay. 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 But because because I'm the sales guy, Randall, they don't trust right. me. Right. Right. I'm, I'm I'm the sales guy. I'm the owner of the company. But my foreman who comes in, and he'd hear things like, um, and this is a just simple one, but 
Well, the worst thing that could happen is that you wake up my father-in-law. He naps between 12 and 2 every afternoon, and he has emphysema, and he can't sleep. And that's the only time of day he can ever sleep. Oh, that is powerful. What is that worth? That's gold. That's gold, because now he can tailor the whole experience around that. So he's like, great, I'm really glad you shared that with me. And what we'll do, let me put my head together with my team, and we'll, we'll give you a kind of a schedule of where we're going to be in the house, when we're going to be there, and I'll just plan on us taking lunch from 12 to 2 each day. Oh, that is powerful. Or we'll adjust our start time, whatever it is. He's like, can we start at 5 in the morning, and we'll work till noon? And she's like, sure. But then you put it in the hands of your people. But the reason your people could do that is because you've invested in them. You've trained them. You've taught them mm-hmm, how to think. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and, you can't, and you can't do that if you're not profitable. No, no, you can't. And, and you identified your thing that's so important is your salespeople are your, your technicians. They are the best salespeople out there. That, that was fantastic. Yep. And I Absolutely. love that about identifying that when that person takes a nap. That is, oh, that's huge. That is so huge. Hey, I got one for this kind of. Yeah, we did it. We, we did a job for a lady. She's like, if you wake my twins up, I'll kill Ooh. you. That's what she told me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Two bags full of you. She's like, they sleep for like they like they like sleep for thirty seven minutes a day and it's this is the time they sleep. You wake them up, I'm chopping your faces <laughs> off. I mean she was like all in our face about it. I love it. I love it. That is that is fantastic. Just ask the right question. Well, listen, we're um you know, we 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 buy in the manner in which, I'm sorry, we sell in the manner in which right. we buy. Right. So the things that we think are important, the things that are important to us, we think are important to mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. And, and listen, and it's usually like fifth, sixth, or seventh on the list of importance yeah, yes, for people. It is. Okay. And, you know, like all the sales data in the world will come back and tell you that, that like when they survey people and stuff, Price is never the top thing. Now, we th- number one, we think it's the top thing because that's c- the two reasons. One is that we just don't own our crap and admit that we sucked at building a relationship with them or mm-hmm. building trust. Okay? So that's one, one reason. Uh, and the other is that people don't want to hurt your feelings. So when you go, how come you didn't hire me? Oh, you were just too expensive. You're, you were just more money. Instead of telling you, well, Randall, I just thought you were creepy. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I didn't want you around my family. I didn't want you, you and your guys around my family. Um, and I, bottom line is I just didn't trust you. So they always go to the easy thing, which is price. And then we condition ourselves to think that, you know, oh, there's no good customers out here. Nobody wants, I hear this all the time. Nobody wants to spend, you know, um, good money on on what I do. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to tell me in a city of 3 million people, there's not like 50 people a year that won't pay your price? I mean, come on, man. You know, that's your own head trash. Very, true. very, very, very true. Absolutely. No question about it. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, back on this Contractor Sales Academy, this is only a part of what you guys do. What, what else do you guys do? Well, we do in-person workshops. We do, uh, we'll come in uh, if somebody doesn't want to join the academy, either they want to have us come in and our team will come in for, for a day or two. And we'll do a workshop on sales stuff. We do workshops. Uh, I do leadership and culture workshops, which, um, you know, are really kind of the, re- the rebar of the business, you know. Um, and then uh, uh, we've, we do some uh, annual live events. Like I said, we have, a, if you go to contractorrevolution.com, 
you can see what we got going on in Pennsylvania in February. We're excited about that. And then, um, and then listen, if, if the, um, we do a little bit of one-on-one coaching, um, here and there, but then our, for, for somebody, let's, let's say you got the guy who's, yeah, he haven't, he hasn't done a hundred grand in sales yet. He's hasn't done a couple hundred grand in sales yet. He's young, he's new. Um, he's maybe not in his mind ready for, um, that high accountability blow your face off group that we have going in the CSA. Um, we do have a program called accelerate Mm -hmm. and, and that is, um, man, it's, it's the, the whole goal of accelerate is education. It's to give that contractor who lacks a little bit of business IQ, you know, just with the nuts and bolts and how the money works in a business and how to tell the right story in your marketing or how to, find and train good people. And it's, um, you know, we do, uh, some web, it's basically an online education thing where they'll get videos and they'll get little trainings. And then every now and then we'll do a live call. Uh, that's like a big group call and things like that. And that's, that's only like a hundred bucks a month. So, I mean, it's, you know, we got something yeah, for that, everybody. That's here. actually, I mean, I'm looking at all these different things on the website. I love it. This is fantastic. So you've got a variety of different, uh, ways to come in and, and I got to repeat myself um, I probably spend I spend at least 30,000 sometimes more a year on training education mm-hmm. I've got multiple degrees got to maintain stuff all the time um, one of my degrees is in project management and it's so funny I've got to spend 60 hours 60 clock hours every three years updating my skill sets and I'm always going to these new webinars and, and seminars in different places I'm thinking you know what I've been around for a while I kind of know most of this stuff Darn it, Tom, I walk out of there or I lead the webinar and I think, what an eye-opener. You know, what a worthwhile bit of time. So, again, to anybody who's listening to this, I mean, people who know me, I'm a big fan of education. And I can't say it enough. Get on Tom's website. Get something. Get started on something. And it's it's absolutely going to be, it's going to blow your mind. There's no, no question about it. Um, we ran across this in our businesses all the time. I had my com- competition would always come up and ask me, say, Randall, how come I, I lost a bid to you? And, and I know you were $5,000 higher. How come this and how come that? And I would tell him, I said, mm-hmm. I can tell you, but then I'd, I'd have to kill you because it's it's secret. It's super secret. But I tell you what, though, <laughs> I will tell you, but you cannot tell anybody else. No more than 10,000 of your closest friends. I'll give you one secret. I'll give you yeah. one secret that you can't tell more than 10,000 closest friends. What is it, Randall? I said, this is so powerful. You better sit down for this one. Okay, what is it? What is it? Give them <laughs> what they want. Yep. What? I said, yep. if you're a painter, and we, we've done a little bit of painting, but nothing professional like you guys did. But we did a little painting, and I had one customer. This blew me away. I couldn't believe it. Um, neat lady, very artistic, and every room in that house... She wanted a different color. One was like orange, one was purple, one was green, one was yellow. It was just different colors. And, and she had the Pantone color that she wanted. And she told me she wanted I looked her square and I said, we can do that. Yeah, we can do that. She said, you're not going to argue? And I said, no. Well, do you think this these are good colors? I said, do you like it? She said, yeah. Well, then that's that's good color. And yeah. she's, you know, she kept probing and said, well, what's the colors in your house? I said, well, you know what? I'm kind of a left brain linear type thinker. So all my walls are white, my carpet's gold, uh, my appliances are all stainless steel. That's just who I am. 
But she said, you're okay with these yeah. different... I said, whatever you want. And we painted that house interior exactly the way she wanted. She was so happy. Got it all done. I didn't tell her what I thought it looked like. I thought it looked a little unusual, and that's just an understatement. But we did a lot of work for her, got a lot of referrals. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we gave her exactly what she wanted. And what you said, Tom, was we listened. I listened. I school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, it's it's like, you know, we, a lot of us in the trades are yes. artists. You know, we build, create, and this and that. And so we bring our ego to these conversations mm -hmm. with people. And, and that's one of the reasons that many of us are starving artists <laughs> is because we won't get the hell out of that's... our own way. It's like, you, you know, this is what I want. This is what I've dreamed of. I've always wanted to have a water feature that looked like this and blah, 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 blah. And then you sit there and you start telling them in whatever way that you do that, hey, everything you want stupid. It's not creative enough. It's not this. It's not that. When you don't know, I mean, this is an exact example that actually happened to one of my clients. And he's like, he's like, and I was, she, what she wanted was the, the worst idea ever. He says, I just heard you in my ear going, shut up. <laughs> Shut up and ask questions. Shut up and ask questions. And he says, well, he goes, well, why? Just out of curiosity, what? how did you come up with the the idea for this? And, you know, why do you want this water feature? And in roundabout way, um, I'll tell it because I don't remember the exact words that, you know, he shared with me. But basically, this water feature was a tribute to her father. Mm. And the design, the design had something to do that was important to him. Okay. And he got the job. And he's like, could I have, could I have designed something way better that could be on the cover of a magazine? You're damn right. Okay. But did I design something that she wanted that was going to work? I felt proud standing behind and I helped and I connected with this client in a way that none of the other contractors do. And, and I made great money and helped build my brand and build my name. I'm totally good with it. And so, you know, listen, there, there's a book, I forget who wrote it, it's called Ego is the Enemy. And, um, and my ego, time and time again, has gotten in the way of a lot mm -hmm. of good stuff. And, and, um, and so I want to encourage everybody listening, you know, listen, like, just to piggyback what you said, Randall, you know, give them what they want. And if, if you have an idea, like, listen, you could say, so, hey, listen, what are, you, what are you wanting from me today? Are you wanting some ideas or do you pretty much know what you want? You know, are you, if I see something that I might think there might be a different approach to it, don't say a better way, but just a different approach. Are you open to that or are you pretty sold on this? Okay. And ask the question, shut up, and they'll tell you where to take the conversation 100% of the Absolutely. time. Oh, that is so true. That is so true. No, I was looking at your website here that you meet the revolution in, um, what is it, February? February, um, shoot, February 7th and 9th? Yep, uh, it's 7th through the 9th um, in uh, York, Pennsylvania. And um, and we, um, we're excited. We've got, uh, you know, um, great group of speakers coming in. We've got awesome People, contractors from different mm -hmm. trades coming in. It's it's going to be hard and heavy, man. It's it's going to be, um, you know, you know. Earlier I talked about inbound and content marketing. Well, we, you know, um, you know, one of our speakers who's closing us out um, for a, with a workshop is a guy named Marcus Sheridan, who's known as the Sales Lion. He 
through content inbound marketing, he saved his pool company. And now he's gone on to be one of uh, Forbes magazine's top 20 speakers on marketing in the world. Uh, he speaks all the world, trains people. So he's actually doing a workshop for us. Uh, we got a guy named Kevin Doherty who's been in the, in the industry for over 30 years who's got a real down-to-earth, in-your-face approach to uh, some stuff, and he's going to be running a bunch of sessions. My partner Steve, uh, St- partner Steve and Derek are going to be doing some stuff there, and then yours truly will be uh, running my mouth at some oh, point as well. Right. So yeah, I, I was listening to your website. I'm familiar yeah. with, um, with Marcus extremely because Marcus was the guy who I listened to for quite a while, and he kept promoting HubSpot, and I thought, well, what the heck? And I, we yep. have a HubSpot account yep. and run our website on and I listened to Marcus, a sales lion, and his other fellow a mm. lot. This guy is phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. And I think I've, I've heard of Kevin. Yep. Uh, I'll be up front. I'm not familiar with Steve. i got to, you know, learn more about him. And obviously yourself. So you, I mean, just, wow. I'm on the West Coast. <laughs> i tell you what, if I was a contractor, I'd come too. Yeah. <laughs> I'd come just to hear these guys. This is this is great. This there is you fantastic. Go. So you have a That's lot. awesome. A ton to offer. This is amazing, you know. Well, you know, one of the one of the main goals here is of, of mine is I've built this company is that no matter where a contractor is at in their life or their business, no matter what issue they're having, literally in their life or their business, uh, we wanted to have a resource to help them grow. It's that simple, and. So whether you're brand new or whether you're who we call Mr. Retire, you're the guy on the verge of retiring and you're waking up right now, you're in your you're in your 40s, you're 50, you're 55 and honestly you're you're going you wake up one day and you go I've been in this trade for 25 30 years, what do I right. have to show Bingo. for it? Yes. I don't I, I don't have much time left. I better get my ass, you know, in gear. And or maybe you're the brand new guy who's you know, smart enough. There's only like four of these guys in the world, by the way, that are smart enough to look at us mm-hmm. older guys <laughs> and learn from our mistakes and go, I'm not going to repeat that. So they get help right away when they right. start their business. Right. And and honestly, there's a very small percentage of those. Why? Because we're, we're young, we're full of piss and vinegar and our <laughs> ego's in the way. Absolutely. Okay. And so, or you fall somewhere in between, you know, where you're, what is it? Mr. Job just mm-hmm. over broke. You're on the hamster wheel. You haven't been in it for 20 years yet. Maybe you're in eight to 10 years and nothing can run in your dang company without you being around and you know it's wrong, but you don't know how to get out of it. And so, you know, those are kind of the, I mean, we talked about marketing, right? And one of the fundamentals of marketing is to understand, you know, your client and build a ideal client Mm -hmm. persona. Well, those are my three ideal client personas. There's the young guy I call Mr. Radar. It's on his radar that he's new and he needs help. And then the guy who's just kind of spinning his wheels, he's been stuck at 250 grand for six years, you know, and every year he's putting his resume together, you know, to go get a job somewhere else because his wife's tired of him running a contracting business that's never making any money. Okay, that's who I call Mr. J-O-B. And then Mr. Retire is the guy who might have a two, three million dollar business or million or, or whatever it is. He's been in the game a while. Um but maybe the profits aren't there or he hasn't learned how to hand it off, hand some control off to the next, you know, um, that next leader in the business. And, and like I said earlier, he's starting to kind of wake, wake up and just go, man, I can kind of see the end coming here. Not in a gloom way, but just going, man, I, you know, 
I can't do this forever. What do I have to show for what I've built? Because even though I'm doing two, three million bucks, I don't, I don't have 25 grand in the bank, you know, cause I'm, I'm spending all my time and effort and money feeding the machine. Oh yes. You know, so, so that's, you know, when we built this back to, you know, the, the amount of consent that we have and, and all this, it was really built to just be, you know, if, if you're that residential contractor, this is, this is just the place you need to be. And listen, even if you don't ever spend a dime, go there. There's free stuff. You know, we do some free training webinars from time to time. We've got the YouTube channel that, that I'm, I'm really active in and my podcast and all these other things. Man, the resources are there. Just go head out and find it. And, then, and you could just start it all at thecontractorfight.com. Oh, well, we need to wrap this up, Tom. But for the people listening that they'd like to know, how can they contact you? What's the best ways and and to contact you and learn more about your business? Well, simply thecontractorfight.com will take you to every other place. But if you want to get ambitious, you can go to the uh, contractorsalesacademy.com and learn mm -hmm. more about that. Uh, there's con contractorrevolution.com, which is mm -hmm. our event page. Um, if you're on YouTube, just type in Tom Reber, the contractor fight, you'll find my channel there. Uh, so, but like I said, just to keep it simple, just head to the contractor and you can fill out a form and get in touch and we'll, uh, we'll help you any way well, we Tom, can. This has been excellent. I really appreciate it. And, uh, we look forward to, uh, working with you in the future. Well, Randall, I appreciate the time, man. And, uh, as always, it's, it's a pleasure to, to hang with you, you man. Have a great much. day. Well, that's our interview with uh, Tom at thecontractorfightschool.com. Hope you enjoyed it. And this is Randall signing off. We'll talk to you later. Bye for now. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on how to turn your contracting company into a process-dependent cash cow. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Contractor Success Map. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating and review here on iTunes. And make sure to head over to www.contractorsuccessmap.com to subscribe to receive the latest articles and special offers. If you'd like to discuss your business strategy, simply click on the button labeled Strategy Session. And the best part, it's all free, just for you.